Yep. 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 Uh, yep. Welcome to our lineup media presentation, J-A-G-S-A-G-W.com. Also, our good friends over there at lineupmedia.fm. Shop with us on Amazon. Shop, connect, and save. We connect you with the great deals from Amazon, and we get a little bit of percentage to uh, pay some producer costs, production costs, things of that nature. Also, find us at Audible. Download your free Audible book, 30-day free trial of Audible, at J-A-G. Today on our big program, we are going to be talking with Tank Sinatra, also Jay Izzo. So uh, in lieu of of a special segment at the end, we're just going to talk the full hour with Jay and Tank. So we are going to go to the telephones, and I think we've got Tank Sinatra and uh, Jay Izzo on the line. Gentlemen, how are you guys? Well, okay, first of all, Tank... um, you have an amazing, amazing background. I know that when I mentioned that uh, we were going to have you on, and I mentioned to Jay that we were going to have you on, he he immediately is like, "Oh, I know who Take Sinatra is." <laughs> so, so, uh, so, so, Jay, um, I know you've got some questions for Tank. I think we'll start there. Okay. Yeah. Great. Well, first of all, do, do I do I call you George? Do I call you Tank? Which do you do? or Mr. Resh? Or Mr. Sinatra, which do you what do you prefer? Uh, you can call me Tank. Tank is cool. I like it. It makes me feel tanky. <laughs> okay, good. All right. As long as it makes you feel tanky, that's I want to stay with. I want to make you feel tanky. That's for sure. So I am, I am following your Facebook page, your Instagram page, your Twitter feed as well, and I have, of course, read and watched you online. I've watched the ABC News uh, thing that you have done, uh, which was really cool, by the way. I thought that was really kind of neat. And then, of course, in January, you did an article for Inc. Magazine. And, by the way, great article. And so many of the things I do agree with you on, because as I wrote my book, I talk about some of the things that you do talk about, and I do agree with you. But then there's some things that Mm -hmm. I'm going to kind of question you on, because sure. I don't know how you I don't know how you feel about those same things today. So I'm going to remind you because I, I know that January, especially in digital time, was like forever. So yeah, uh, because I get that. Yeah. So yep. yeah, a lot has changed. So and because really it has because at the time you wrote this article, you were like around seven hundred thousand followers on Instagram, and today we're close to a million. As of this morning. Yeah, a lot. And. Yep. So, so, so that's a lot. I mean, we're talking literally more than 200,000 followers since this article came out. So uh, it was asked of you how you attributed your growth, and you attributed it to three things. You said that authenticity, quality, and exposure in that order uh, is what I attribute my growth to. Would you sure. still say that? Would you still say that today? Um, yeah, yeah, I definitely would. The, the reason the growth has, you know, has sped up or accelerated is because it's, it's based on a certain percentage of how, you know, of how big your account is. So if you grow at a half of a percent a day, a half of a percent of 300,000 is obviously a lot different than a half of a percent of 900,000, you know? So sure. what I've done is I've just, you know, authenticity... That might be more of like a, I don't know if I would put it in, the, in that order. I don't even know if I said that then, but I think quality is number one, exposure is two, and authenticity, or I might even, I might even change that out for consistency, is, uh, is three. Because once people, you know, once people get find your, find your page, I, I know both sides. So I was, there was a time where I was getting a lot of reposts from the Fat Jewish, Right, and yeah, my yeah. growth, my my growth, while it was big on the days that he would repost me, it wasn't until he stopped reposting me that I really had to carry my own weight. That my growth really sped up because I stopped relying on him to grow my account, which I had definitely become dependent on for the time being. So that's All right, that's and I you had said. That's what, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say. You, you, no, no. You had said in the ABC interview, even that. 
you know, when that first happened, when the big Jewish started reposting your memes, that what was happening was that you started finding yourself actually at a point where you were hungering for more of that, that, that you kind of, it was almost kind of an addiction of you trying to figure out how can I get the big Jewish to repost my stuff there for a while. Is that sure. correct? Yeah. Well, yeah, that, you know, that's just one part of what you, what you get hooked on. So you, you also get, you know, it just, it all feels, in the day and age of where we live right now, we live in what, you know, there's little, like, microbursts of, ser- of um, serotonin that you get. And, you know, any time, it was a, I'd get a big one when he would repost me, but then I started to get, you know, the same kind of satisfaction from coming up with a meme, posting it, and seeing the first minute just go, you know, go nuts. Because I can tell within, like, the first three minutes whether or not something is resonating with the audience. Unfortunately, I wish I didn't know that. I wish I could just post what I wanted and not look at right. that, but I can tell right away. Yeah, well, that's, it's really interesting that you say that, because when, you know, we talk about quality, and whenever, when I wrote my book, Got Social Mediology, and I was talking about how do we figure out quality, because it's really, it's really, really hard to, you, you know after you post it, right, whether it's quality or it's not quality, What's hard to know is, before you post it, is it going to be quality or not quality, right? Well, I don't know if it's quality or not quality before or after I post it. I know, like, there's times where I come up with a joke that I really think is good, and it dies on my page, and I just leave it because I think to, I think to myself, if I came to this page, because I'm the only person that cares about how many likes a picture got. Nobody else cares. Sure, not even, right. Right. Not even other accounts that I'm friendly with. They know what's good for their page, but they don't come to my page and look at how many, how many um, likes uh, uh, or comments a post that. It's only me, so I try and, you know, it's, it's somewhere between the the pop music formula, where you're not making mm-hmm. music for you, you're making music to sell records, and they have it down to a science, and and it, there's no authenticity in it whatsoever. Um, there's that extreme, and then there's the Kevin Smith extreme where. He wrote Clerks and did it in black and white because he just didn't care at all. He wrote it for three people, and mm-hmm. it was one of those movies that got picked up as a cult classic. So I try and it's like a balance between those two things because if I don't, if I'm not making myself happy and I'm not, I'm not satisfied with what I'm posting, I'm not going to keep doing it. But if I stop getting the feedback, that could also hurt me. That could also get me to stop to slow down. You know, so it's, it's such a delicate balance Absolutely. between those two extremes. Well, absolutely. And I want to just say to you, Tank, I am following, as a researcher, I am following exactly how many likes and comments you're getting. Okay, so before you dismiss that nobody else cares, I care, okay, because I really care. And and I really want to bring it up because I want want people to see kind of what's going on because you, you posted something here about, oh, I think it was about an hour ago, close to an hour ago, maybe 45 minutes ago. And I'm just going to describe. I'm going to describe the post for everybody, and then I want everybody to kind of hear uh, from the different platforms how this post is fared. Because I've got it all up in front of me here, and I think okay. it's really interesting. So here's the post. So Tank, Tank, by the way, who former stand-up comedian? I don't know if you are. She still doing stand-up? No, I wasn't. I wasn't Tank? too big on the stand-up game. No, yeah, I wasn't a big well, guy doing stand-up. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you were going back into that or not, because your stuff's funny, bro. I'm just telling you, your stuff's funny. So anyway, so here's the picture. There's a, there's a young lady, and she has got a purple jacket on and gloves on, and she has a pink phone with a selfie stick attached to it. And she, instead of taking the selfie stick off the phone to answer the phone, she leaves the selfie stick on the pink phone and has got the phone to her ear, and Tank brilliantly has a quote that says, listen, i got to call you back. I'm trying to take a selfie, okay? So it's a really funny picture, and, it, and, it's, and it's, it's just perfect. Well, let me tell the audience here how different platforms can be, because I think one of the things that Tank demonstrates really cleverly here is that some platforms work better for certain information than others. So Tank has a Twitter page, and he has about 3,000 plus uh, followers. Well, he posted that picture on Twitter, and it got three likes, one retweet. 
as of the last time I checked. Facebook, where he has over 30,000 followers, it's up to, as of right now, 14, 14 likes and, uh, sorry, 20 likes and three comments. But here, folks, is the big deal. And I just refreshed this on my phone right now. On Instagram, out of his million followers, 11,980 likes and 319 comments. Holy smokes. Okay, that's huge. Okay, that's a huge number. Right, but I think it yeah. says something about, and I want you to address why you think, I, I mean, I have an idea, but I want to hear what you think, why the different platforms are giving you such different responses. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I don't want to make excuses for either of the platforms, so Twitter is just, okay. Twitter is literally, like, might as well be a piece of software to me. You know what I mean? It's, okay. it's a, uh, it's a. I think it's a dead platform. I think that it's on its way out. It's become so noisy and because they never adopted an algorithm. It's just you got people who only on on Insta on on Twitter will you get followed by somebody and get excited because they have two hundred thousand or a million followers only to see <laughs> that they literally follow three hundred thousand other people. <laughs> and it's like oh. That's exactly right. So true. Okay. Amen. Preach it, brother. You preach it to the choir. I love that. Go with that. So it's a bot. Okay, cool. So you didn't actually follow me. Um, and Facebook, their algorithm is so heavily favored away from into uh, from engagement on fan pages. That's why, and I think it's a little bit of superstition. It's not. I, I, there's nothing that I know to be true about this, but that's why I didn't make my Instagram page a business page because I don't want them knowing what I do. I don't want them knowing whether or not I'm right. trying to monetize or not. You know what I mean? Because when you, right. my right. friends, Dave and Brooke had a, an experience with a fast growing account about eight years ago, an account called Bruised Not Broken. And it was a, um, it was a pit bull rescue program in New York City and it exploded. And on that platform, because of the sharing function, I mean, they were getting, their engagement rate was like 7 8%, which is unheard of. Now it's like 0.0003%. Right. And yeah. that's all because Instagram changed the algorithm when it came to business pages, especially because right. now it's not enough to acquire followers. Now you have to pay to actually reach them, too, which which was, you right. know, it killed their entire it killed their entire program, you know? Right, so, right. Um, and and that's true. Insta yeah. Go ahead. No, I think it's true. I, I, I didn't mean to inter interrupt you there at that point, but okay. everything you've said is everything. Everything I've written in my book about that Twitter is Twitter's a dead is is dead and dying. And by the way, it's down again today, right? I, I think Snapchat's going to follow Twitter. By the way, I just I just heard one of the founders is looking to sell off all of his shares, which is about a third. I just read that today. Yeah, thirty percent. He's selling off thirty percent of his shares because he wants to take that four million dollars and invest it in other things. <laughs> four, <laughs> okay, I'm four, sorry. I just thought four that. million dollars. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Twitter just never figured it out. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I mean, I think I think what you said, and I think you're absolutely right about Facebook and and your use of Instagram. Last time I checked that algorithm, I think we were somewhere right around. 4% viewership from your viewer page on Facebook, meaning that there, you had that possibility of if you had 1,000 or 100 people, maybe four people actually saw it. Maybe. It did come across their yeah. timeline, but there was no guarantee that they saw it. And, and you, I think you're smart, really, really smart about this, Tank, about not choosing the business platform on Instagram because as a guy who believes in not having to pay to play on social media, I think that's the smart route to go there. I think you did a great I think you did a great job. And I think it says something also that you're able to really capitalize on this Instagram piece. And I think that's pretty huge. Yeah. Well I listen, I didn't do it on purpose. I just feel very fortunate that I did. I feel very grateful that I didn't build my my following on Vine or, you know, any on Snapchat or any of the other I'm glad to be on Mark Zuckerberg's team. Let's put it that way. Because he's doing, you know, right, he's right. doing everything always. He's going to be in business forever because he's just a ruthless businessman and he knows how to, 
you know, he knows how to adapt, and um, he knows that he'll he'll acquire you. He'll give you a chance, like what happened with Snapchat. He tried to give them four billion dollars, and they turned it down. That is yep. the height of arrogance, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally, so, totally agree with you. So he just did, he just did what they did and did it better. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, I, yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah, he does. So I want to go back to this, um, th- these things. You talked about consistency, and then in, in the Inc. Magazine article, you had authenticity, quality, and exposure. Yep. I am a big fan that says that you need to be authentic. But you kind of, you kind of, I think you're kind of hedging your bets here when you, said, when you said to me, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Tank, but I think what you're saying is, yeah, you got to be authentic, but you also have to be able to please the crowd that's following yeah. you. Am I getting that wrong? No, no, that's right. That's correct. Can you go talk about? Can you talk about that a little bit deeper about how you balance authenticity with pleasing your followership? Well, the the value of Instagram and the way it runs is that I can do. Um, I've seen. I've heard of actors doing this in Hollywood, which is where I. I got the model from, um, and also Jay-Z. So Jay-Z has a line in one of his songs where he says, I had to dumb down for my audience to double my dollars, right? So it's in Mm. the middle of a bunch Mm. of other stuff. But basically Mm. what he did was he makes a song called Big Pimpin', which gets on the radio because it's about what dumb people want to hear about. I'm one of them. I'm not saying that I'm excluded (laughs) from the dumb people. It was a very fun song. Sure, sure. But then... You buy the album, and then track number nine changes your life, and you'll never hear it on the radio. So what I do is I'll do, like, you know, one for me. I'm sorry, three for me, one for them. Three for me, one for them. I always make sure that I try and appease myself. And I'm also not, because I know that people make it to my page, and some people that get to my page, of course, share my humor. They wouldn't be there if they didn't, so... Not only do I sure. need to, because the, the growth comes from the, the posts that go really crazy. You get 100,000 likes. That brings you a ton of impressions on your page, and those could convert to followers. So you have to have a cute dog with a generic um, caption every once in a while to make sure that you're, you know, not only that you get new followers, but that your page stays high up on the, insta- on the algorithm rank because you don't want to get killed by that. You've got to stay ahead of, the, uh, ahead of the wave, I think. I agree. By the way, your uh, picture is now up to 12,826 likes for those people who are listening and would like to jump in and increase some liking on Tank's picture. I think that's awesome. <laughs> so let's, let's, talk about, <laughs> let's talk about exposure yes. because that is one of yes. your key things that you talk about is exposure. How do you define and how do you see exposure working in a social media world? How do you see that and, and how it plays out for you? Um, well, the way Instagram set up is actually, it's almost ideal because it's not like Facebook where it's all timeline all the time and it's not Twitter where it's all, I'm sorry, Twitter is all timeline all the time and Facebook is like all right. activity all the time. So with Instagram, you have a choice between the timeline and the notifications um, tab where you swipe left and you can see who, like, what people that follow you are doing on Instagram. So you can see who's liking what on Twitter. There's no option for that that I know of. So it's, um, I totally forgot where I was going. What was the question again? That's so weird. Exposure. Exposure. How you see exposure working. Okay. Yeah. So exposure, um, you know, the more, the more likes the picture gets, the more comments it gets, the more impressions it gets. And like I said, every impression is a, is a possible conversion for a follower. So the way Instagram is set up, either you get a repost from a big account like the Fat Jewish or The Rock or, or any of those, like, you know, 5 million-plus accounts can, can help me out a little bit. Or you get a new celebrity follower, which is always good because they're going to bump you up because, you know, I've, I've seen, like, uh, who, who, was the last, who was the last time this happened? Oh, um... A friend of mine had a picture that Justin Bieber liked, and a right. the, the likes the likes went through the roof. But he also got a bunch of follows from like Bieber eighty nines sure. and I love Justin Bieber and you know all of his fans because <laughs> for them any connection to him is a good one. So they they think oh if I follow this guy whose picture he likes maybe he'll see 
that I follow him too, and if I like the picture, maybe I'll come up and he'll follow me, which is just a lie. It's a total delusion. But you get those really hardcore fans, and the celebrities are good, and then, you know, those impressions. So I have 900,000 followers, and or 970, or whatever it is, and I've had pictures that go up to 5, 6 million impressions, which is way more followers than I have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Which Absolutely. Means that a, so, lot of, a lot of people are seeing it that don't follow me, which is good. Well, that's huge, right? I mean, that, that's huge. And there's something to be said, and I, I get it. In psychology, we call this phenomena parasocial contact, where people will follow a celebrity even though the celebrity doesn't know that they actually exist. But because the celebrity likes what you what you have done, their followers you'll get a certain percentage of their followers because they are that attached to the celebrity that they will like it too, because it makes them feel more like Justin Bieber. Which, if you want to feel like Justin Bieber, I really kind of feel sorry for you. I don't. I, I just find that to be kind of kind of crazy to do that. You you have a new book. I, I, listen, I'm an author, so and a speaker, and I got two books coming out. But you have a new book. And I've watched you cleverly do what I did online when people, um, when people, we have a new book, people will take a picture with your book and, you know, or you'll take a picture with them and you have the finger point and you have the whole thing down and it's cute and it's clever and you've done the thing with your book and I think it's great and it's called Happy is the New Rich. Is that correct? Right? Correct. Is the name of the book? And so, why don't you tell us, why don't you tell us, you know, because I feel like we need to plug the book a little bit here. Yep. So yep. why don't you tell us a little bit about the book and how this, this whole social media thing has translated into this book that you have, have out right now since about March 20th, I believe, is when it hit the shelves. So talk to us a little bit about how social media and the book all go hand in hand for you. So the, the, they're, they're directly related. Um, in, in many ways. One, the, the publisher found me through social media, which is just a direct relation. But more, too, um, so the book existed before, before, so before I was, you know, before I was on Instagram. The book was being written for about 10 years, and basically what I did was anytime I had a thought or a revelation or a light bulb moment that I called them um, in the book, anytime I had one of those and I thought it might benefit somebody else, or myself in the future when I forgot what lesson I had just learned, because I'm just like anybody else, I forget stuff too. Um, I wrote those all down, and basically a publisher got in touch with me and asked me, because I mentioned that I was writing a book. It, it happens that the book that I was writing in my mind wasn't actually being written at all, and it was totally different than the book that we came out with, but it was a book nonetheless, and it was mentioned, so he reached out to me, and that just came from the confidence that you get as a creator when people start paying attention to your work is undeniable. There's no, there's no getting around it. So when people started becoming interested in what I had to say or the way my mind worked, the next logical step was, okay, so you're into my memes. Cool. There's these jokes that I write. You like them. Well, there's wow. also an entire book that's been written, and I'd like to share that with you. Let me get all that together and put it into a neat little format so that can, you know, you can have it too. Because I think that I'm always trying to look at things from different angles. I'm not like, I'm not close-minded, but I'm not, a lot of people that have good lives, which I do, but only as a result of a ton of work, a lot of people that have good lives never try and figure out what it's like for other people to exist on this planet. And that was just never, that was never how I lived. I was always thinking, why, um... You know, why do, why do women act like this? Why are black people like this? Why are kids like this? Why are old people like this? Yeah. I, always, I want to understand. So sure. in, in, in my attempt to understand, it basically gave me the ability to communicate what I was feeling in a way that let me be understood by almost anybody I met. Like, there's not, there's not many people that I meet that I'm honest with that go, I don't relate to you, dude. Like, you're going to relate to me because I'm alive and you're alive and we're both being honest. If someone is being dishonest, then there's no relation. But if you get anybody to talk to somebody for five minutes, whether they're um, 80 years old, a woman, black, white, Asian, whatever, it doesn't matter. If you get five people talking openly and honestly, they are going to find that they are so much more alike than they are different. Yeah. And that's what I think. Amen. You know, Amen that's, that. That, that, 
that's why I put the book out because I want to not to solve you know not to solve the world's problems or anything like sure. that, but I want people who think a certain way to know that they're not alone anymore. And you know, it helps that I'm a young man with big muscles and a decent face that people would think is an idiot if they didn't know because I don't look like your typical you know ponytail meditator with. <laughs> You know, drinking a, a chai latte like I'm I'm an everyday guy. You know what I mean? Right, right. Well, and that's true. And 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 I I don't know if this is still true of you or not, but I know. Uh, and I'm I'm not trying to embarrass you on any level here. I I'm just simply pointing out how Go you know your success, how your success has come about. But I don't know if you're still your friend had a fence company and you were working for this fence company. I don't know if you're still doing that as a contractor, but that's what I know. That's part of your story, right? Is that you 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 watched the Nightline special, right? (laughs) Yeah, I did. Yeah, absolutely. What did you think of the intro? Was it like a little crazy to you? You remember what he said? No. I you know what I I. Go ahead. <laughs> he, well, you just said I'm not trying to embarrass you, which is funny, because the guy that, um, and I didn't feel embarrassed by this, I was just like, what the hell, dude? He goes, Tank Sinatra, a bona fide Instagram celebrity, so why is he still working a day job? And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do remember that. I do remember that. Yeah. So why is he still living in his mom's basement? What's wrong with this guy? That's hilarious. <laughs> You're not out there. I'm out there. I have no choice. I have a family. Right. And besides, I work for my friend. I love my friend. I love, you know, helping him. He helps me. He gave me a shot when, when nobody else would. I came from the restaurant business and knew nothing about, about you know, construction. I don't do the fences, so I'm not, like, in the trenches every day. So I do have, you know, I have a good setup here. What it would take for me to leave this company is, is is a big, 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 a big deal for many reasons. So that, that's why I stick around because I can. I can juggle both. If it comes to the point where I can't juggle both or it makes sense for me to leave, I would leave. But right now it just doesn't make sense. Okay, so then let me follow up with this question because I think it's a question that a lot of listeners and even probably myself, and I know people have asked me this question, about social media usage because I'm on it a lot and do a lot on it as well. But talk about making money from the social media side because people want to know, can they make money? And I I tell them, yeah, you can, but it's probably not going to be in the way that you think you can make money when it comes to social media. And I know that you are really, really careful, Tank, about how you make your money from it. You've turned down a lot of money because you refuse to endorse certain products. You you refuse to um, bombard your followers with 
product advertisements unless some way that you can keep it authentically you. So why don't you talk about that piece a little bit? Well, yeah, there's, there's a couple of different ways to make money on the Internet. The best I've ever seen, and it, it was so unexpected, it made me laugh so hard. It was actually a meme that came out in, I guess, like 2010 or 2011, and it was like, attention, how to make money on Facebook. Log on Facebook. <laughs> so, you know, if, if you want to make money on the Internet, you have to be ready to work anyway. So it's not like you can just casually peruse Instagram and turn it into a fortune. You have to be in it just like anything else. You can't give it half attention and hope that it turns into something. So you can either, once you do build a following through consistent, quality, authentic posting that gets you that gets exposed and gets you exposure and you keep those followers after you get them, you can either create a product of your own or a service of your own and, and monetize that way, or you can, you know, sell yourself or you can sell your page, you can sell your followers' attention to other people that own products or services. And I chose to do the former. I didn't want to take, you know, I didn't want to, I don't want to sell your push-up bra to people that are scrolling, looking, when people see Tank Sinatra, <laughs> they expect to see a game, period. You know what I mean? So if somebody right, scrolls right. through my page and, and all of a sudden it's like they see Tank Sinatra at the, at the bottom of the thing and they scroll up and then they see a picture of, you know, a cup of tea, like, ah, oh, that sucks. <laughs> and I, I that's not funny. I mean, I don't want to do that. It is funny. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I, I, they're, I, they're, they're expecting something funny and they get a cup of tea. That's such a letdown. <laughs> I know it is, but it's still funny that you say it that way because I'm sitting here going, you're right. I, I mean, I've seen you. You know, I'm, I'm a big guy myself, you know, weightlifter, you know, former powerlifter football guy, and I, and I know you're a big guy. And I'm just picturing you with a cup of tea. Bro, it's not happening. I'm sorry, that's funny. That's a funny meme. You with a cup of tea yeah. with the pinky out. That, I'm <laughs> sorry, that's funny. Oh, God, I just love this fit tea in the morning. It really makes my means so much funnier. Me and Lipton, we are old friends. We, we love each other yeah. every morning when I get up. That hour that it takes me to get up is an hour of me and Lipton. That's what that is. Yeah. So, um, so exactly. go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, so that, that's basically, those are your two choices. And, and if you want to, if you do want to sell your own products and services, you have to get ready to work even more because there's, there's money that you need to raise, there's something you need to figure out what you want to do, and then once you do sell it, you need to execute and you need to figure out some kind of logistic program so that you don't get inundated if you do wind up selling a bunch of what you're trying to sell. Now, the pieces are in place for people to succeed on the Internet, but the profits are lower. Like, if you want to sell T-shirts that are printed one-off, yeah, you can do that, but you're going to wind up making a third of what you would make if you bought a bunch of T-shirts, but there's no risk. There's a, there's a lot of different avenues to go, and everyone's got their own preference as to which one is better. Yeah, and, and I agree with you, Tank. And I also think there's another piece in here, and, and tell me if you agree with this or not, I'm, I'm, but I believe that social media in particular lends itself better to certain industries and certain, I don't know, topics than others. I think it is far more difficult if you're in the insurance industry or the real estate industry and you keep showing people that you've got a house for sale. Look, I have, yeah. I have, I've seen or, or an insurance policy that you think is outstanding. Nobody is liking that post except people in your office, okay? And, and I'm sorry, it, it's, that's not... It, these are not billboards. These are not free billboards for you to look at me, look at me, look at me, unless it's a selfie. But if it's about your business, that's not what these, I call them cultures. That's what these cultures are about, right? The reason why I think yeah. this is so successful for you is because I, I think there's a couple things. One, it's humor, and we're all looking for some escape, and humor is an amazing escape. It is hard to think about anything else when you're in the midst of laughter, period. You cannot think about your pain. You cannot think about your sadness. You cannot think about the world's problems. You can't think about your family's problems. You can't think about what your neighbor's doing down the road. When you're laughing, it is the one emotion 
that stops you from a second and allows you to escape. And I think, I think you have something in that because you're capable of doing that. I don't think everybody's capable of doing that. I'm certainly not capable of doing what you do. But I think what you do is, is, is brilliant, and I think it's needed. Tank, honestly, I do. I'm a, I'm a proponent of what you're doing because I do believe that you are offering people an escape for even if it's for a split second from their lives, you're offering them an escape for that. And I, and I commend you for that. But I also know that not every industry is going to be as successful as you because of the nature of the industry or the nature of the product. And what's your thoughts? How's your thoughts on that? No, I, I definitely agree with you. And I, I've had people ask me, I had a, a person that I knew from like the old, old internet chat days that lived in Canada. And he was like, hey, I started a dentist office. Can you post it on your Instagram? And I was like, no, I can't do that. That's A, doesn't make sense. B, <laughs> it's not going to benefit you in any way whatsoever. It's such a localized, in-person business. Anything that happens on the Internet is up for grabs. Like if you have a website that you're selling stuff on, yes, you, you know, you're, you're okay, but there's, even within that, so you have real-life stuff, and then you have Internet stuff, and the real-life stuff is almost all out. The Internet stuff is, uh, unless that, unless that real-life stuff is a national brand, like I've seen hotels and influencers do really interesting stuff together because the person's in a hotel in Miami, but the, the hotel chain has 1,500 hotels across the country, so it works. Um, but the, the Internet stuff, there are definitely industries which benefit more, and, you know, with the meme pages, People ask me a lot, you know, oh, how do I build my page? Can you help me? Well, what kind of page do you have? I have a fashion page. I don't know. You should definitely probably ask a fashion page because I have no idea what, what hits. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I don't, I don't know. I don't do fashion, ma'am. I do memes. You think I would do fashion for crying out loud? That's awesome. Yeah, That's brilliant. Make a fashion me. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it, but it's hard to, so like my my friend Dave, when he started that bruise not broken uh, broken thing and his his Facebook exploded, he he was like, I think I want to start selling a program on how to build a Facebook page, and then his conscience kicked in, and he was like ah, I kind of am an, I'm an anomaly, and you can't really teach somebody how to be an anomaly. You just have to be yourself and hope for the best. And sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't, you know? So as far as showing or teaching somebody how to... This, people think they know the hashtag, time of day to post. Right. It's all nonsense. It's all nonsense. Time of day God, has nothing to do with anything. I'm so glad to hear you say that, Tank, because... I think there is such a, I think there's such a, just a bad, there's just bad information out there that insists that you can, if you do it the way Tank says to do or the way, you know, the internet doctor, Jay Izzo, says to do it, if you do it our way, that you're immediately going to be successful. Yeah. And, and, and the truth yeah. is that it's just not true. And it, yeah. it's, it's going to take time. And, and I think what you said was so brilliant, by the way, early on is that it's not going to make you money in the way you think it's going to make you money. Period. It's it's going to be it's going to be different. And it's going to be a little yeah. odd and it's going to be a little weird and it's probably not going to make as much money. But at the same time, from an I'm going to operate from a negative standpoint for you, if you don't do it on some level, you're out of luck. Period. Yeah, then you have then you have zero chance. Right. Right. And, 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 and I think, and I do think, and here's where you, you came back full circle for me, and I love you for doing this, by the way, so thank you so much. You, you said up here, you have to be who you are. There's the authenticity piece. And you know what? Sometimes you hope for the best, but at the same time, you're staying true to who you are. And, and when you're staying true to who you are so that people can actually see that, they're not going to have any misgivings about meeting you in person. I, I know that someday, Tank, you and I are going to meet each other face-to-face. -face. I, I yeah. know that we will. Yeah. And down the road. And I know what I'm going to get when I get, when I see you. 
it's going to be exactly what I'm hearing from you right now. And, and, I know that, and I know there's going to be humor and there's going to be laughter along the way and there's going to be this authenticity and we're not going to say things perfectly to each other. We're going to stumble over and use some words that we probably shouldn't use, but we will. But we aren't going to care because we accept <laughs> yeah. each other for who we are, right? Yeah. And so I get that. I get that piece. And I think, people have to, I think people have to wrap their minds around that you can't do what Tank Sinatra does. If you think you could do Tank Sinatra... Good luck with that, because you're not Tank Sinatra. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you know what, James? I just realized I've taken over this whole entire show. That was you're hey, hey, you. that's fine. No, that's that's why we're doing this. It's a, it, it it's it's the two social media people talking. Yeah, go ahead, my friend. Go ahead. Okay, well, because I'm, I mean, I realize this is your show. No, I'm I'm enjoying kind of I'm enjoying the details, the information. No, you guys do you guys. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay well, James, go ahead and take your nap, and, uh, and Hank and I will continue here. <laughs> so, in the article, and we've kind of had, we've kind of talked about this in the Inc. Magazine article. Yep. We talk, and you, you've talked about it in pieces, but I want to really focus on it a little bit more. We talk about social media influencers, and uh, and I want you to kind of help the listener understand, from your perspective anyway, well, how do you define a social media influencer? How did you start connecting with them? And what do you think are some ways, uh, good ways, I'm not saying perfect ways, I'm not saying absolute truth ways, but what are some good ways to connect with an influencer, and why would you even want to do that? Well, the, the first influencer that I connected with was the Fat Jewish, and that was about two years ago. And you just got to have your eyes open. And all I did was go to his page, see that he had an email address, and emailed him, and <laughs> that was it. Yep. He emailed me back in, like, two seconds. Um, from there, you know, you're... Yeah, but he's another... That was another... That was the, the first of the anomaly, because I know people that have written him emails, and he tells them to F off, like first <laughs> not even like a couple of emails in. That's awesome. You know what I mean? So, That's awesome. I, got, I know, I know. I, I got lucky there um, in that he kind of took me under his his fat Jewish wing and, uh, <laughs> you know, took, <laughs> took me on his fire. <laughs> And then from there, so, so what I do, my approach is with celebrities, when I see a celebrity has followed me, I'll just shoot them a quick direct message, because I know that I'm not going to go into their direct message request box anymore. I'll shoot them a quick message and say, hey, um, I just saw that you followed. Thanks for coming to my page. I hope you have some fun. And then I leave it at that. I don't write any more. I don't write any less. It's just like an intro. And then some people are really cool. Like, Mario Lopez was like, oh, if you do, yeah, you're, you're hysterical. If you're ever in California, let me know, which was, like, so over-the-top hospitable. I didn't even know what to do with it. And then um, you get somebody like, you know, somebody else who's <laughs> he's sending the message. Uh, it's not red, it's not red, it's not red, then it's red, and then they're so all of a sudden not following you anymore because they, I guess, wanted to be anonymous, and now they're not anonymous, and you've caught them, or you made them feel uncomfortable by acknowledging their existence. And those people can take a hike. I don't really care about those people, you know? <laughs> <laughs> if me saying hello to you made you so uncomfortable that you had to leave, like, you were going to leave anyway, eventually. So, I, you know, it, that's how I get in touch with them. And then from there, I've been able to, you know, my, I have my book out right now in, in the, might be in the air, it's at least in a truck, it's being printed. I have my, my book going out to about 20 people who are, like, just people that I never thought I would be t talking with, like Rob Beardak and Tony Hawk, people that I grew up looking up to because they were the top in their field, and, all, and they're going to read my book. Whether they post it or not, is it's not inconsequential because it would make a difference if they did, but the fact that I got to deliver something to them and give back some of the, you know, some of the escapism that they've given to me is a victory. And if they, if they like it so much, I'm, I want to tell them, I'm not going to ask you to post it. Treat it like anything else. If you like it and you feel like your followers would, would, would appreciate it and you want to post it, post it. But I'm not sending you a book with the quid pro quo expectation that you're going to post it. That's not why I'm sending it. And I think keeping expectations low and just falling in love with the effort and the process is also key. Because if you come in 
trying to figure out how you're going to make money on the internet, you're dead in the water before you even started. Because you're not going to do what's authentic. You're going to, you're going to do what you think is going to make you money. Right. Yeah. So, so, do you think do you think influencers are important to a to developing a you know social media profile, or do you think that you can do this without influencers? And and is there do you find one is better than the other? Is one is one just faster? How do you feel? I mean, what's the what's the magic uh, pixie dust here with the influencers? Well, what's what's the alternate to influencers? When you say two things, what's what's the alternate? Well, I mean, the other thing is the other thing is right. If you don't use an influencer, then you're just doing it all on your own. Oh yeah, right? okay. You're no, they, they definitely help. Yeah, they, they definitely help big time. But the chances of of getting somebody with a big following to repost you, your stuff, it better be good. It, it better be good. Like, don't write me and say, I get a lot of people, probably 10, 15 a day, that send me these garbage memes, and they're not even nice about it. They're like, yo, post this. Credit me. Like, don't worry about credit me. Get out of here. That is awesome. So, uh, it, it's so true. It's so true. No, it's so true. People want, yes. They, they want credit, and I know why they want credit. They want to see their name up on a big page so they can screenshot it and send it to their friends. I totally, totally, totally understand it. But the expectation that I'm going to just bend over backwards to give you, and the other, the expectation that, like, I've had people say, make my dog famous. Not how it works. I could post him up on wow. my page. 99.99999% of people on Instagram still will have no idea who he is because he's not that cute and he's not going to go viral. And people think you just make things go viral by putting it on a platform. There's, there is pixie dust that is impossible to bottle when it comes to going viral that nobody could explain. Nobody could have told you that the Cash Me Outside girl would be sitting on 8 million followers four months ago. No way. Just no way. No way. You're right. You're, you're right. There's no way. Yeah, I, I got I to tell you, I have a video of uh, on YouTube that I posted years ago of my first day of rehab after my knee replacement on my left knee. Because I used to do strongman and, and play football and stuff like that, so my, my knee went finally. So I posted, I went back, and I started noticing I'm getting all these comments. The next thing I knew, my first day of rehab in PT has over 200 thousand views two hundred thousand and i'm like going who is watching this watching them pick the scabs off of my knee scar and enjoying that right i don't know what the pixie dust is for that and how that works but there is something that is unexplainable in this in this uh, social media realm that i don't think i can't explain it from even from a psychological perspective i can't explain it that for whatever reason, that thing jumps off the scale, and you and you just you just don't know, and that's why you have to keep posting. I mean, that's what you do, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you have no idea. Nobody knows what's going to go viral before it does. If somebody did, it would be like uh, like this cannon in Back to the Future too, having the the world almanac for sports. You know what I mean? You make it <laughs> I love that you, you just you just you just gave us you just gave us a flashback into like the eighties. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. You, you were like you were like just born then, and you just gave us that flashback into there. That's beautiful. That's fantastic. So where where you where you where, what are we doing from here now, Tank? What, what's your what's your plans and and goals and in terms of what you want to do and. What you want to achieve, and what's what are we gonna what, what should we look for next with Tank Sinatra? Well, the the immediate goal is to get this book off the ground and get the fire burning because I, I know that you know like not to mention Jay Z again, but he's a big influence of mine in my life. And Reasonable Doubt, what people consider to be his best album, was a very slow starter when it came to sales because when people when it came out, it was just so different from anything that had ever been out there, what happened was people listened to it, and then they were so affected by it, they told somebody about it. And with my book, I'm banking on my following starting the fire 
and then from there, the actual content of the book being the, the wind that flames it. Because the, what I put into that book is, I'm, I'm confident that if somebody actually read it, they would say, wow, this is like, this is, this is good stuff. Like, I was proud. I'm proud of that book. I'm proud of what I put into that. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, I think that there's going to be a little bit of a shock factor where they buy Tank Sinatra's book and they expect it to be memes, and it's not. It's like psychological memes. It's short little tidbits of, of wisdom that I picked up along the way. Um, so I'm going to fan that flame. Anybody who buys the book, I'm just going to be interacting with them, whether it's on you know Twitter or Instagram, um, you know, making trying to to con, you know evangelize people where they become like you know they feel invested in my success, and then from there, the ultimate long-term goal right now is to write like a a one-man show so that I can so that I can do what the book couldn't do. And what I didn't do in the book was I didn't contextualize the lessons. I didn't say this happened and I learned this. Like, that's what a lot of self-help does. And to be honest, everyone thinks their story is interesting and your story is not as interesting as what, what you learned from your story. So all I did was take what I learned from my story and gave you that. And what I would like to do is take the book, take 15 or 20 of what I think are the best, most, you know, the, the, the best pages and contextualize them and tell my story to anybody who's willing to listen and do it in a way that's touching and inspirational and funny and not any one thing. I don't want to go do stand-up comedy, and I don't want to be a motivational speaker. I want to be myself. I want to be, you know, I want to be tanked for an hour in front of people and see what they say and hope they like it, and if they don't, anything that I'm doing from this point forward is my best foot forward. I'm trying my hardest, so, like, if people don't like the book, that's not really on me. That's on them. That's, I, I did my best with it, so if you don't like it, it, it wasn't for you, obviously, and it never was. It wasn't never was and it never is going to be so that's fine i don't expect everyone to like the book but for the people that do i want to encourage that you know i want to encourage that interest and turn it into something else so that i can just keep creating i'm not you know i'm i'm not very money driven money's great i love having money yeah but nothing that i do is so that i make money like i wouldn't do my job i wouldn't keep this job if i didn't enjoy it and money was the only benefit there has to be other trade-offs for me to do something I can't, it can't just be financial so with the book is the money's like the last thing that I'm that the last benefit that I'm concerned with the show same thing um, so from there I just want to keep expanding my, my my personal brand and being who I am and hoping that people dig it and if they don't keep going anyway that's that is so beautiful that's and amazing so awesome brother that's that's awesome I'm, by the way I want to let you know that uh, listen, I got to call you back. I'm trying to take a selfie. Is up to fifteen thousand twenty six <laughs> likes. Uh, just to let you know, and four hundred and fourteen comments. So, uh, in, in spite of the fact that you don't think anybody else is paying attention to your numbers, I, in fact, for the last hour, have been paying attention to your numbers, <laughs> uh, Tank, and have enjoyed doing so. Quite honestly, matter of fact, I'm going to make it fifteen thousand six hundred and twenty seven by clicking a like, and you can expect the four hundred fifteenth comment from me. At the end of the at the end of the show when we hang up, <laughs> you, you were you were awesome, you you were you were awesome, and I really hope people really heard you. Not just not it's not the social media stuff that you're really so successful with, and and thank yeah. you really are, and I think it's I think that's a beautiful thing. I think it's great, and I love seeing that, and I love seeing people who can utilize what they're kind of passionate about, what they really love, and are able to make that not necessarily i'd love to see it when it's profitable certainly i do but i also like to see it when people are able to profit and enjoy it and and that's not something that happens to all of us across this um great country of ours or even in the world and so the fact that you're able yeah. to do that and also do things that you love work with your friend in in this fencing company which i think is fantastic because it does keep you in touch with the real public and yep. the real people yep. and it allows you to continue to learn the life lessons that we all, no matter how old we get, we need to continually learn, and I think that's yep. that's phenomenal. And so, I man, I just wanted to say it was it's been an honor and privilege for me to have an hour with you, just to talk with you and listen to you, and I, I could not be happier, honestly, could not be happier for your success, and and I wish you continued success in in the book, and I know that. 
um, James is sitting chomping at the bit. <laughs> so I'm going to get off here and just say thanks, Tank, for no, this time, I'm... and I'm going to let James finish it up. So, um, James, thank, I mean, Tank, thank you so much for uh, your time you. and everything that you're doing, and thanks for giving us a little bit of a smile, um, you know, a few times a day and allowing us to forget everything else. Yes, so, uh, I appreciate yes you very much so. That. Now, uh, but before we let you guys go, Tank, how do we get a hold of you online, pick up your book, all that? Um, the, the best place to find me is on Instagram at Tank Sinatra. It's tank.sinatra, but if you type in Tank, I should pop right up. You'll see my big bald head um, <laughs> in some of the first results. And then the book is on Amazon at Happy, you know, it's Happy is the New Rich. You type that in. You type in Tank Sinatra, George Resch, or Happy is the New Rich on Amazon. That should all pull up the book. Fantastic. Well, Jay, how do we get a hold of you online, my friend? Yeah, you just go to the just look up the Internet Doctor. I'm the only re- registered trademark in the world. So if you see that R with a circle around it after Internet Doctor, you know that you have found me. And of course, you can find Internet Doctor on all of your favorite social media platforms. Find Got Social Mediology, the book on Amazon. Matter of fact, do yourself a favor. Why don't you buy both? <laughs> the, the new, the new, happy is the new rich. And then by my book, Got Social Mediology, put them together, and you can be, you could say, Got Social Mediology, heck no, happy is the new rich. And you can have them both. And, and right there in the same spot. I think that's awesome. Uh, do you have an audible version of that out, um, Tank? No, it doesn't really lend itself to audible. We're trying to figure out a way to do it, but that may be something left for the, uh, the next book. Okay. Well, let me tell you something. You should do it because I think even I think even small things are good. But if they go to the Jag Show, that's jagshow.com. Yes, indeed. If you go to jagshow.com, you can click on the Audible link. You can actually hear my golden tones read you my book. <laughs> and while you're listening to me read you my book, you could be reading Happy is the New Rich by Tank Sinatra, a.k.a. George Resch. And you could be doing both at the same time. I love where we're going there with that. What do you think? <laughs> like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Well, uh, thank you, gentlemen. It, it's been an uh, interesting hour here, and uh, we're going to let you guys go, but I appreciate it, gentlemen. Thank you for being with us. Thank, thanks to thank both. Thank you. Thanks to both. Thanks, thanks. thanks James. Thank you. Thanks, Tank. Yep. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for all the questions. You made me think. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. That's what, Jay, that, that's what I had Jay on today was to do that. I'll make you do that. (laughs) Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Jay Izzo, of course, takes Sinatra with us today here on JAGSHOW.com. And as Jay mentioned, go over to lineupmedia.fm and also JAGSHOW.com. Subscribe to us with iTunes. Also, we're on Google Play. Subscribe with Stitcher as well and find our RSS feed over there at JAGSHOW.com. While you're over there, shop, connect, and enjoy with Amazon. Do it through our link. You know you're going to do all your shopping through Amazon. You might as well do it through our link at jagshow.com. And when you do, we get a percentage of the sales to kick back to our uh, production costs of this program each and every week. The Jiggy Jaguar experience here at jagshow.com. Contact us for anything at all. Do that through our link at jagshow.com. We've got an about section. So if you're hearing us for the first time and you're like, who the hell is this Jiggy Jaguar guy? Well, go over there. It'll give you all the details. Past episodes from Wendy McElroy, Josh Bernstein, as well as uh, our internet doctor himself, Jay Izzo, over there as well. 30-day free trial. Download your free audio book at Audible. And uh, download Internet Doctor. Download Got Social Mediology. Go do that right now over there at jageshow.com. That wraps it up for our big broadcast this week. We want you to download our app. We have an app. It is available at JIG. G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R dot U-S. Or in all the app stores. It's the Jiggy Jaguar Show app. You can download our, our videos. You can listen to all of our podcasts. You can interact with us on social media. Photos. Contact us. Everything is available. Anything you can do, you can do inside of our app over there at JiggyJaguar.us. Also, 24-7, 365, the official website of record. And that's old school, by the way. Uh, JiggyJaguar.com. 
J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-U-A-R.com. Past interviews, past podcasts, videos, interviews, anything that is in the Jiggy Jaguar world is available over there at J-A-G-S-H-W.com. Also, JiggyJaguar.com as well. Find us on iTunes. Go over to iTunes and uh, leave us a comment. Leave a uh, five-star rating and leave us a comment. We enjoy those. And uh, we encourage you to do that over there at J-A-G-S-H-O-W.com. That wraps it up for the Lineup Media presentation. We'll see you next week here on lineupmedia.fm.